Hey, hey, it's Kinsey Ray. Welcome to the Happier Days podcast. I specialize in coaching people on how to create a winning mindset and strong habits to become anything they want in life. My goal is to equip you with tools, ideas, resources, and strategies to help you become the next best version of yourself while in pursuit of your goals. If you love this episode, I kindly ask that you subscribe and leave a five-star review. It really helps my message find the people that need it. Tag me on Instagram with your biggest takeaway. I love hearing from you. It's at KinseyRay.W. That's K-I-N-S-E-Y-R-A-Y dot W. Let's dive into the episode. As promised, I told you guys I would give you a heads up at the beginning of any episode where we would be discussing sensitive topics like self-harm or other triggering topics so you can decide if you would like to keep listening. In this episode, I'm going to dive into negative emotional coping skills, positive emotional coping skills, and helping you understand how we operate as humans to navigate emotions. Please know that I am not a licensed professional. I am not a therapist. This is just what I have personally learn through my own experience and my own struggle with self-harm. I also took a course at Cornell University to understand self-harm. It was a course all about self-harm, all about negative emotional coping skills, so I could understand it on a deeper level outside of my own personal experience. So that is where I'm getting this information. That's where I learned a lot about this. But please know I'm not a licensed professional. So if you are struggling with your mental health, if you're struggling with depression, if you have thoughts of hurting yourself or others, please reach out and get help. I think one of the number one questions I get asked on social media is I have parents in my inbox all the time asking me what to do if their kid is struggling with their mental health. So I think this is going to be a great episode for parents. If you know a parent that has a kid that's struggling with their mental health, maybe you're a parent that has a kid that's struggling with their mental health, uh, or maybe you are struggling with your mental health and struggling with negative emotional coping skills. This episode is going to be great for you, I think, to have a better understanding of why you do the things that you do. Why do you keep turning back to that negative emotional coping skill? Why do we turn to the things that hurt us in order to try and feel better? So I want to really break open and break down emotional coping skills and give you a deeper look at it and help you have a better understanding of self-harm. I think self-harm is greatly misunderstood still in 2023. I know this because I still get those comments on social media that I'm just an attention seeker, that I didn't finish the job, just all sorts of nasty, mean comments where people don't understand why others would turn to hurting themselves as a way to feel better. And so it's so much easier to judge somebody and throw a mean comment at someone when we see behaviors that we don't understand. When we see people turning to negative emotional coping skills that we don't relate to, we've never had to deal with it, we've never in a million years thought about doing that, especially to feel better. I know that's one of the most confusing things as I've talked to a lot of people over the years about self-harm and people have asked about the scars on my legs. Hey, what happened? Oh, I did this to myself. And you can just tell their face is confused. Why? on earth would you do something like that to yourself? Why would you hurt yourself, especially to try and feel better? It feels very counterintuitive from the outside looking in. One of my favorite quotes 
out there is from the outside looking in, it's impossible to understand. From the inside looking out, it's impossible to explain. And I think this quote sums up self-harm so well because when you're struggling with self-harm and you're in that season of life, it is really hard to explain why you're doing what you're doing. At least it was for me. I didn't really understand what I was doing. I didn't really understand why I was doing it. I just knew it made me feel better and I kept turning back to it. I kept turning back to it and I kept turning back to it even though it was causing so many problems in my life. It was making me feel worse about myself at the end of the day. I didn't feel good in the long run but I felt good in the moment and so this vicious cycle kept repeating. And it wasn't until just a few years ago, actually, when I took this course at Cornell University, I believe that was in 2018 that I took that course. And I got a behind the scenes look and a a better overview of what self harm actually is, and why people do it. And I had a better understanding of why I turned to that and why it became a thing in my life and it it really helped to just have that high level overview outside of my own experience and outside of my own personal evaluation of well I went through this and I was feeling this and this is what it you know how I felt after I did it and just evaluating on a personal level it really helped to have a big picture around like different people's experiences and hearing from doctors and hearing from licensed professionals about the psychology around self-harm. So I want to provide some insight to you guys about uh, how this works and hopefully help you have this same better understanding. So self-harm, when, when you say that, most people instantly think of the kind of standard thing that comes up, right? Cutting yourself. That is the most common, well-known form of self-harm. And I think the first thing that comes to people's minds when you say, hey, I've struggled with self-harm, people instantly think, okay, cutting yourself, taking a razor to your leg or your arm or your body or whatever. Self-harm is actually so many different things that people don't classify as self-harm. But when you think about the actual name of it, self-harm, It is an activity that harms oneself. I don't know if that's the official definition, but let's just break down what the words even mean. You are hurting yourself with an action. So self-harm can be so many different things that we are turning to to cope with emotions. That's really what self-harm is, is it is an emotional coping skill, a negative emotional coping skill that we are turning to, to process hard, heavy, negative emotions. So I want you to think, and I would argue 90% of all humans on planet Earth have some form of negative emotional coping skill they turn to. They have some form of self-harm that they turn to when they are trying to navigate emotions. And I don't think a lot of people are ready for me to say that because they don't want to look at their actions that they're turning to to cope with emotions as self-harm. Nobody wants to look at their actions as self-harm. But we often turn to a glass of wine when we've had a long day and we're just like, oh, I just need to have this drink at the end of a long day. 
need to go poison my body at the end of a long day because I'm feeling stressed out, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling frustrated, I got in an argument with my spouse, so I'm just going to go have a drink to take the edge off. I'm going to go poison my body to take the edge off and make myself feel better. Oh, I'm feeling stressed out, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling rejected, I just got dumped by my boyfriend, I'm going to go binge eat all this food that's toxic and poisonous and does not serve me, and I'm going to go eat 12 Krispy Kreme donuts, followed by a case of Oreos and a pint of ice cream, might chase down a glass of wine with it, that is harming myself in hopes to comfort myself and feel better. Oh, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm so mad. I'm going to go punch a wall. I'm going to go start a fight. I'm going to go choose violence and hurt myself in the process of hurting others in hopes to make myself feel better, to get that release of emotion, to punch a wall. There's so many different forms of self-harm. You can look at substance abuse. You can look at pulling out your hair. You can look at pulling out your eyelashes. There are so many different things that we do that do not serve us, that harm us, that cause negative repercussions in our life that we turn to in hopes to feel better to get some sort of release, to get some sort of comfort, to take the edge off, to numb our emotions, to try and work through this negative yucky thing that came up, we turn to these negative emotional coping skills. Which, by definition, if you look at what self-harm is and all the things that encompass self-harm, so many of them harm ourselves in the process of trying to feel better. Now, I think people default to these negative emotional coping skills because we are never properly taught positive emotional coping skills. This is the class I wish was taught in school. Hello. Welcome to class. Welcome to the human experience. You are human. You are here to have a very human experience filled with a wide range of emotions. You are going to experience every emotion on the spectrum with so many different experiences, so many different feelings. You are going to experience the highest of highs, the most joy, the most love, the most mind-blowing, positive, thrilling, exciting experiences that lift you up higher than you thought you could ever go. It's the best thing in the world. And to truly feel that and appreciate that and honor how blissful those feelings are, you will also experience the lowest of lows. You will experience emotions that will break you down to your knees further than you thought that you could ever go. It will physically hurt the pain, the sadness, the depression, the anxiety, the anger, that will fill your soul. And it's going to be hard. And then you're going to experience everything else in between. And there's nothing wrong with that. Congratulations. You're human. You are an emotional being. You have the capacity to experience emotion on every end of the spectrum. What a gift 
This is the whole deal with being human. You agreed to experience these emotions. You agreed to have these experiences. You agreed to all of this so you could experience the highest of highs knowing that it came with the lowest of lows. There's nothing wrong with any emotion that you experience. So allow us to equip you with the right tools, the mindset, and the strategies to navigate these negative emotions in a positive and healthy way. So when the hard seasons come, when the tragedies come, when the bad days come, when you go through grief, when you experience heartbreak, when you experience failure, you are equipped to navigate those hard seasons in a positive way. And you can carry yourself through those hard seasons in the best way possible with positive emotional coping skills so you don't spiral down the rabbit hole of despair and the vicious cycle of hurting yourself in the process of trying to make yourself feel better when you come to these negative emotions. It's inevitable you're gonna feel them. So why don't we just give you the tools to navigate them in a positive way? to help you through them, to help you understand this human experience that you're having instead of feeling shame and guilt and feeling like you're alone and feeling like you're the only person who's experiencing this, to feel like you're the only person who feels sad, you're the only person who feels lonely, you're the only person who feels like you don't fit in and you feel left out. These emotions are normal. You are normal for feeling them. You just need the right tools to process them and move through the emotion, to feel it and move on. But unfortunately, we are not taught that class in school. Nobody tells us that. Nobody gives us the the tools to navigate these emotions in a positive and healthy way. Instead, we are left to fend for ourselves. Instead, we are left to figure it out all on our own and feel like some type of weirdo when we start experiencing these negative emotions. And we don't know what to do. We feel isolated. We feel alone. We feel shame. We feel embarrassed. And so because we aren't equipped with these positive emotional coping skills and this toolkit right out of the gate, most of us default to negative emotional coping skills because we don't know any better. We model what we see on TV. We model what our parents do. We model what our peers do. We model what we see in movies. And what do we see in movies? Violence, drugs, alcohol, right? We see all of these negative emotional coping skills glamorized. Oh, they're feeling sad in that movie. They're feeling sad on that TV show. They're turning to these negative things. Let me see if that helps me feel better too. Oh, my mom drinks when she's having a bad day. Oh, okay, I can see mom is upset. Mom drinks a glass of wine. So when I can and I'm feeling upset, I'm going to go drink a glass of wine because that makes my mom feel better. We model the behaviors that we see. And so as parents, it is our job to model positive emotional coping skills to teach our kids how to process their negative emotions in a positive and healthy way. And there's... No time like the present to to be mindful of this and start modeling the actions you want your kids to model. I'm being mindful of this now being a new mom. I'm like, hmm, do I want my son to act like me in every shape and form? Some ways, yes. Some ways, no. I got to do better because he's going to model what I do. 
that was actually one of the most interesting things that I learned about self-harm was it is a contagion. It spreads through schools, high schools, junior highs. It's getting younger younger and younger that kids are dealing with self-harm by word of mouth, basically. Oh, my friend is choosing to self-harm, choosing to hurt themselves because they're feeling sad and they're doing that to feel better. Let me try it and see if I feel better. Oh, my friend is using drugs because they're upset and they're saying it makes them feel better. Let me try that and see if it makes me feel better. That's how I learned about self-harm. That's how I got the idea to go cut myself because my friend was doing it. My friend was dealing with her emotions and depression as a teenager and natural hormones and feeling like we don't get old, don't fit in and we're not liked. We related on that of how we were feeling emotionally going through puberty and the hormones and the natural feeling that you don't fit in and nobody likes you and all that stuff coming up and all these heavy emotions coming up and I didn't know how to deal with it. Nobody taught me how to deal with my emotions. Nobody had the, hey, you're a human. You're going to experience crazy emotions here. It's okay. When you do, let's talk about it and navigate it in a positive way. It's not talked about. And so my friend was struggling I saw that she was cutting herself to feel better. And so I said, hmm, okay, well, let me try that and see if I feel better. And it wasn't the solution. It caused so many more issues in my life. So let me just make that crystal clear as we're having this conversation. I don't support, encourage, or condone self-harm in any way, shape, or form. This was just my experience and how I learned about it. And so now you might be thinking, well, Kinsey, okay, like, You learned about it through somebody else. You get this idea to go cut yourself to try and feel better. Why on earth would you keep doing that? Why do people keep doing these negative emotional coping skills when it's obviously hurting them? It's obviously not a good thing. Why do they keep doing it? Because it's on a psychological level. You do get a release from hurting yourself. It's a temporary release. And I want you to think about it, it can be the same thing if you've never struggled with self-harm and you still just like don't understand it. I want you to think about feeling so angry. Like have you I know I know you've experienced this if you're listening to this. When you get so angry, you get so worked up, you're so frustrated in the moment, and you throw something or you hit something or you slam a door and you just like get this urge, just like boom, like just get this release of energy, of emotion. You hit a wall, you slam a door, you throw something because you're so frustrated. I know we've all been there. It's that same feeling, except for instead of hitting a wall or punching a person or slamming a door, you take it out on yourself. And in that moment, you get a release of emotion. In that moment, when you hurt yourself and then you stop hurting yourself, right? So you put the blade to your skin, you stop putting the blade to your skin in your brain you, uh, something signals and it says, oh, you caused pain and then you made it stop. I feel better. It's the same concept as lifting weights at a gym, right? You're lifting really heavy weight. Ow, 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 ow. You release. I feel better. I caused this pain. I made it stop. My brain goes, I feel better. So now you've associated this activity that causes pain. Let's talk about the negative side of self-harm and cutting yourself. You've now taken this negative activity that causes pain. You've stopped it and your brain goes, oh, this makes me feel better. 
Same thing at the gym, a positive emotional coping skill. You've caused pain from running and your lungs are on fire and your legs are burning and you stop and your brain goes, oh, I feel better. Or you're lifting that really heavy set, you're doing that last rep and you're like, ow, 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 ow. And then you stop, your brain goes, ah, I feel better. And now you've related this activity to making you feel better. The difference between a positive emotional coping skill and a negative emotional coping skill is the negative emotional coping skill, and it's a really easy way to determine, okay, is what I'm doing a positive emotional coping skill or a negative one? How do you actually feel later on? A negative emotional coping skill, you feel 10 times worse. There's shame, there's guilt, you don't feel good, you've hurt yourself, you're in pain, and it's now you feel a negative emotion around the negative emotional coping skill. It made you actually feel worse. Temporarily in your brain, it made you feel better. Temporarily, when you're having the drink, you feel better. Temporarily, when you're using the drugs, you feel better. But when the drugs wear off, when the hangover comes, when the pain really sets in from hurting yourself, there's shame and guilt and why did I do that? So stupid, idiot, right? The the negative self-talk kicks in and then what do we do? We feel that negative emotion of guilt and shame, embarrassment, whatever, and we go turn to the negative emotional coping skill to try and make ourselves feel better again. And the cycle repeats. Do you see how vicious that cycle can be over and over and over and over again? As where with a positive emotional coping skill, yeah, lifting weights hurts in the moment. You go, ow, 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 and then it, you release and you feel better. And then what happens? You, you go home and you're like, man, I feel great. I'm so glad I went to the gym. I feel better. I feel energized. I feel alert. I'm proud of myself. I'm feeling more confident. It creates positive things in your life. So that's the difference between positive emotional coping skills and negative emotional coping skills. So I invite you to check in. What do you turn to when you're feeling frustrated? What emotional coping skills do you turn to? Are they positive or are they negative? Do they actually help you feel better? Or do you just get a temporary release and then you feel crappy later on? And it's okay if you have negative emotional coping skills. I've had plenty of them. Before I understood this, I just went from negative emotional coping skill to negative emotional coping skill to negative emotional coping skill, and I just kept swapping out bad habit for bad habit for bad habit, thinking I was moving forward, thinking I was making progress. And yes, while I wasn't cutting myself anymore, what I was turning to still was not serving me. It still wasn't actually helping. It was just a band-aid, a temporary release that ultimately made me feel worse, not improving my life, not making me better. And it wasn't until I understood, oh, you're just swapping one negative emotional coping skill for another negative emotional coping skill and creating this awareness around this concept that I was actually able to identify what I was turning to when I was feeling yucky emotions and asking myself, does this serve me? Does this actually help me feel better? Or does it create more problems in my life? Substance abuse, drinking alcohol. Turn to those as negative emotional coping skills. They caused so many more problems in my life from using that as a coping skill. And it wasn't until I got removed from it that I was like, oh, 
Yeah, that definitely didn't serve me. That caused a whole mess of problems, just like cutting did. It caused a whole mess of problems, a whole mess of issues that I had to go dig myself out of and heal from and move on from and go and fix because of this negative emotional coping skill. So that's a great identifier. Is does this negative emotional coping skill cause more problems in my life at the end of the day? Binge eating causes more problems. Violence causes more problems. Self-harm causes more problems. Substance abuse causes more problems. Drinking causes more problems. So you can change it. But first it requires you to create an awareness around it of this thing that I'm turning to to temporarily help me feel better is not serving me. And I want to change it. I want to find a positive emotional coping skill to turn to when I'm feeling the yucky emotion to actually help me feel better and actually help me sort through these negative emotions. So when parents ask me, hey, my kid is struggling with self-harm or my kid is struggling with their mental health, what do I do? I always tell them the same thing. You have to help them find a new coping skill. That's all self-harm is. It's a negative emotional coping skill and you have to help them replace the habit. Because if you don't help them replace the habit with a positive emotional coping skill, they're either going to stop this negative emotional coping skill and go to a new negative emotional coping skill or this habit is just going to continue because you can't just stop a habit. I studied habits for many years. You can't just stop a habit. We are creatures of habits. We run on our habits. We live and die on our habits. And you have to replace the habit. So if you currently have a habit of a negative emotional coping skill, you can't just stop it. You have to replace it with a positive one and say, okay, when I'm feeling this yucky emotion, instead of going and having a drink, I'm going to go for a walk. Great thing. That's one of my great hacks of when I'm feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, angry. I go for a walk and I feel better. When I'm feeling this yucky emotion, I'm going to go to the gym. When I'm feeling upset, angry, and I want to do this negative thing, instead, I'm going to journal. Instead, I'm going to meditate. You have to find what it is for you. What brings you joy? What makes you happy? What actually makes you feel better? It'll probably take some trial and error to figure it out, and that's okay. But anytime people ask me, hey, I'm struggling with self-harm, what do I do? Figure out what positive emotional coping skill you can put in the place of the negative one. And it's going to take practice. It's going to take trial and error. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to mess up and that's okay. But having this awareness around it will allow you to get better. I am not perfect. My (laughs) negative emotional coping skills have taken so many different forms in my life. I turned in self-harm for picking up my face and picking up my skin. It's something I still struggle with as a 31-year-old. I still catch myself doing that as a release when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling frustrated, I go and pick up my skin. It drives me nuts that I still struggle with this. It drives me nuts that that's a negative emotional coping skill that I'll turn to when I'm not hyper aware of what I'm doing and what I'm feeling and what I'm doing to get a release. It's so subconscious of me. I don't even think about it half the time. I have to stop myself. I'm like, whoa, you can tell you're stressed out because you're in here picking at your face. Leave it alone because it just frustrates me. It frustrates me when I do that. It frustrates me when I have scabs on my face and my my skin isn't clear. It drives me insane. It makes me so deeply unhappy. That's how I know it's a negative emotional coping skill. And I have to do something different in its place when I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed to manage these emotions in a positive way. So I hope this helps, gives you clarity that feeling the negative emotion, the sadness, the depression, the frustration, the overwhelm, whatever you're going through, the grief, It's not bad. It's part of the human experience. It's not a bad thing to feel these emotions. 
You are supposed to feel them, sit with them, honor them. I'm feeling this way because this thing is going on and that is okay. It's okay for me to feel this emotion. I am human. I'm an emotional creature. Honor the emotion, sit with it, feel it. Instead of trying to run away from it, numb it, hide from it, distract yourself from it, feel it. Feel this emotion. My emotions are valid. I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to do this positive emotional coping skill to help me work through it. I'm going to move on. And it's so important to set up the positive emotional coping skills in your life and do the work now and identify your negative emotional coping skills and say, I know that this doesn't serve me. I know I turn to this when I'm having a bad day and going through a hard season. I know it causes problems in my life that make me unhappy. I'm going to do the work now to change this and to create positive emotional coping skills. So the next time a hard season comes, I'm ready. Because this is what the whole Happier Days podcast is about. This is what my whole Happier Days platform is about. This is what I'm wildly passionate about and want to teach people. Because it's not a matter of if you're going to have a bad day. It's not a matter of if you're going to have a hard season. It's not a matter of if you're going to experience grief. It's not a matter of if you're going to experience tragedy. Life is here to teach us lessons and give us hard experiences and have all of the things happen. Like I said at the beginning, we are here to experience a wide range of emotions. It's not a matter of if you're going to experience them. It's a matter of when. Are you ready? Are you prepared to navigate your hard seasons in the best way possible? The seasons are still hard. The grief still sucks. The bad days are still bad. But you don't have to make it worse by turning to negative emotional coping skills that don't serve you and cause a whole line of problems in your life that you don't need and weren't necessary had you not turned to that negative emotional coping skill. I can tell you from firsthand, I caused a laundry list of problems in my life from navigating hard seasons the wrong way. And it took so much work and so much time and so much healing to dig myself out of these holes that I didn't have to go in from turning to negative emotional coping skills. It took years and years and years and years of work to undo the damage I did from navigating my emotions the wrong way. And I want to save you that time. I want to save you that frustration and help you get through your hard seasons a little bit easier. They're still hard. They still suck. But we make it so much harder on ourselves by turning to these negative things when we don't have to if we can equip ourselves with the right habits and the right mindset and the right tools now before you need them. Create the good habits now. Create the positive emotional coping skills now before you need it. Because I promise when the bad day comes and you default back to your habits and they're good habits, they're strong habits, they're healthy habits that serve you. You will be so happy you did the work because you'll see how it carries you through in a hard season so much easier. I hope this episode helped you have a better understanding of your emotions and help you realize that the negative emotions are not the enemy. I know so often when we're feeling sad, depressed, the grief, the hard seasons where the hard emotions are absolutely consuming, you feel like you're suffocating in them. You feel all alone. You feel like you're crazy. You feel like you're the only person who has ever experienced this. But I want to remind you, you're not alone. You're not crazy. And you're going to get through it. Welcome to the human experience. The hard part is part of it. And nothing lasts forever. The good seasons don't last forever. And the bad seasons don't last forever. So keep pushing through. Use your positive emotional coping skills to help you get through in the best way possible. 
And if you're not in a hard season right now, set up your positive, positive emotional coping skills so when the hard season comes, you can tackle it in the best way possible. I hope this gave you tools and ideas and a mindset around your emotions to serve you in your hard seasons and help you come out the other side in the best way possible. Share this with somebody that needs it. And thanks so much for listening.